Welcome to Sierra Unraveled. Before I jump into today's juicy topic of how I reached my breaking point with my abusive toxic ex, say that three times fast, (laughs) I just wanted to say thank you for being here. The feedback and support I've been receiving has been absolutely amazing. It's crazy. I may not even know you, or I don't speak to you that often, or we haven't talked in ages, but here you are, listening to what I have to say. That's just genuine love. It's beautiful. That's dedication. You took this time out of your day to be here in this moment, and I just want to say I truly appreciate you. You're amazing and awesome, so just thank you, thank you, thank you. So, what exactly are you here for? I imagine it's to hear my story. A beautiful girl who's been blessed beyond belief gets completely mindfucked by an incompetent partner, and this wouldn't be the first time. Something may be wrong with me, (laughs) I don't know, but that's why I'm going to therapy because I can't let this happen again. I'm better than that. However, the last five years, I was not better than that. I doubt you have the time to read my whole story at the moment, and that's why you're tuning in this way which is cool. And in my Biddle interview, he asked me a few questions about my book, A Never Mending Love Story, which may have tipped you off that I went through some shit to get to this point. But I realized that you may not know the whole story, my side of the story, which I might add, may be a wee bit skewed because part of the time I was pregnant and those hormones, ooh, they were, I don't even know how to explain it. If you've never been pregnant, Man, if you have been, you know what I'm talking about. And on the flip side of that, I was dun-dun-dun in love. (laughs) So here we go. This is why I fell off the face of the earth. Poof. Gone. I was doing really well for myself. I had an academic scholarship for college, which I'm a little smart. And (laughs) I had moved three hours away from home with no family up here in Michigan. Well... I have one relative up here, but I don't speak to them, so do they actually count? Probably not. So I was, for the most part, alone. I made new friends, I got a job, I lived in the library, and I traveled pretty frequently. I was living my bestest life, finding myself, if you will. Then one day, a cute little lad walked into my job and got hired practically on the spot. To this day, I swear if it was up to me, He probably would have gotten hired for sure, but it was probably because of his beautiful eyelashes and his dimples. He was real cute. I already knew this was going to be a bad idea. They shouldn't let cute people work together, seriously, but someone's got to put those sandwiches together. So that's what we did and so much more. We fell in love. I definitely wasn't ready to be in a relationship, especially with someone I didn't really know. Plus. It wasn't until after we had been dating that I found out that he was a high school dropout and just got off of house arrest. Oh, and a few years younger than me. Like what? How did I pick this guy? Oh, I based it off of his looks, his charm, his sweetness. Perfect. In the beginning, I tried to push him away, intimidate him, tell him crazy stories about me, you know, the whole self-sabotage thing, and he wouldn't budge. He was there just chilling, just as in love. What a cutie patootie he was. And I really liked his smell. Like, 
not the oh he just showered smell but his i've been working all day smell and that means you guys will likely have beautiful babies together and we did our daughter she's just the cutest babe but i think that's called pheromones or maybe i just made that all up i don't know my last hope to push him away was to tell him to go sleep with someone else because i just didn't want to sleep with him anymore I felt kind of detached once I started to figure out who he really was. But then he actually went and did it. Like, did it, did it. I really didn't think he would. It was a mess. I was all like, how could you? And he was all like, you told me to. Fair. But that started us off to a very torturous relationship. When I found out via random condom wrapper in his room because he had no cojones to tell me to my face, surprise, Gosh, looking back, that was just foul because he probably would have slept with me like nothing ever happened, and I was livid, but it was my fault, I guess. I don't know. I also felt like if you say you love someone, you don't go do dumb shit like that, but men are just that, dumb as shit. Sorry if you're a man listening uh, for the point of my story. (laughs) We're just going to roll with it. You're likely not actually dumb. I've just gotten my heart broken way too many times. Okay, so then I stayed with him, and my reasoning was, well, you must really love him if you gave him permission, and then he went and did it anyways, and then you got upset about it. You actually have feelings for the kid, and you probably shouldn't let him go. You guys should just, you know, get more serious. And now, I'm the dumbest shit one. I shouldn't have stayed. I should have been like, deuces, playa playa, but I was in love. So let the stupidity shine on. Even once I found out he was on a date with another girl and I like legit hacked his phone and tracked his Google map location history. Yeah, that's something I never did before. (laughs) If you asked me to do it again or how I did it, I honestly couldn't tell you. It was just like one of those things that happens in the moment. A phone call gone wrong triggered my spidey sense and those awful gut feelings you get when someone you love lies to you. And I quickly got to work double-checked where he said he was supposed to be, and then drove my big-ass gas-guzzling truck across town to catch him in the act. The act of cheating, that is. And I'm not proud of this moment. How easily I was able to lie to that poor little girl's dad so that he would easily give up his daughter's current location with a boy she didn't even know, really, just so I could, you know, yell at him in front of her. She needed to know what kind of person he was. After that incident, he didn't even call me to see if I was okay. He didn't check on me. I don't even think he really thought he did anything wrong at the moment. It probably wouldn't have been that bad if he would have just been straight up with me. It definitely would have saved me the gas. It definitely would have also saved me the twisted ass emotions that were so far up my own ass that I ended up lighting his clothes on fire in the middle of the night in a fire pit at his brother's house. And... I still hadn't heard from him all night. That's what happens. After that, I still stayed with him. Like, what was I thinking? There were so many freaking red flags. His poor relationship with his family, an even poorer relationship with his mother, a huge red flag. His young age, just getting off house arrest, no drive to finish school, smoking cigarettes, gross. Friend group scrubs, and by that, I mean they just... No bueno. The lack of communication that we had, the emotionally distance that he put between us and himself, the inability to process feelings, the drinking in excess, 
the selling drugs, mix-ups with the law, like private investigators banging on the door type shit, like the lying and the sneaking around is just, it was absurd. Just absolutely absurd. So we weren't even together when I found out that I was pregnant either. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. We were just dating. Dating, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really give my time to anyone else over the whole span that I was with him. Like, yeah, you know, you talk to people here and there, but not take anyone seriously. I was really about him. And who knows what the heck he was doing. Using my car in the middle of the night to make quote-unquote plays. His ex messaged me to tell me that he was still messing around with her. Oh, and another girl too. Hmm. No wonder I have trust issues. But when I first started thinking that I was pregnant, I was hoping I wasn't. Meanwhile, he was hoping I was. Typical. I took so many pregnancy tests and I remember yelling at them like, all of you, all of you, you're lying to me. You're lying to me. And then I went to the doctor and he said I wasn't pregnant. However, if my period didn't come in a few days, I might actually be pregnant. And so now he's lying to me. Then my period didn't come. I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to conceive again. I had never gotten pregnant before this moment. This was the first time. So you can only imagine how worried, scared, confused, upset, angry I was. And he was a shitty ass partner. How the heck was he going to be as a dad? Lord only knows, and only time would tell that this is all still very true. Side note, I am very grateful that he wants to be a part of my daughter's life, but the way that he goes about this is all wrong. Like, I've been living without a washer and dryer for the past eight months, and going to the laundromat to do my daughter's dirty clothes during COVID at that because he took the free washer and dryer that was given to us out of my house when I decided that I was finally done with him. Or the fact that he claims that he misses her, but never actually puts aside time to spend more time with her, or that he can't follow the court order, which could potentially jeopardize his entire parenting rights as a whole. So during my pregnancy, everything I guess peaked. He left me at home by myself, often, especially during my third trimester. He would take my only phone charger out of the house so my phone would die in the middle of the night. So, God forbid, I went to labor. I would be waddling my ass around in the street, moaning and groaning, yelling for someone to call 911. He threw pillows at me in the middle of the night because I'd fall asleep before him, before he got home. And... He took sleeping meds after drinking one time and then peed in my dresser in the middle of the night, had me up all night making sure that he was okay and wasn't going to like OD or have a seizure or black out. Literally, I remember calling poison control and they were like, oh yeah, he should be fine, but um, you should stay up with him all night in case he has like a seizure and like throws up on himself and then like chokes on it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Anyways, there were other times where broke down the bedroom door to where my daughter and I were sleeping because he thought that he that I was trying to keep him from her and we lived together there was no reason for this whatsoever he let me walk into a pitch black house that night with a wide open door at 10 p.m with a newborn baby because he was too intoxicated passed out in the freaking garage and I didn't know that um there's another time where he had hacked my email and Uh, my email account and found old messages from an old neighbor like years prior to me even knowing him who was a gay guy that used to watch my cat for me when I was out of town just like looking for problems because of his own insecurities 
He had an audio recording of me yelling at him that he was listening to in the middle of the night one time. Just like sick stuff, you guys. Like, who does that? I felt and I feel so sorry for him. He told me one time that I was stupid, that I'm weak, a pussy, and that no one cares about me, and that there's a reason that I'm always dogged, and that I'm a piece of shit, and I have been ever since he's met me, and that I'm a stupid B-I-T-C-H, and the best one, hmm, that I don't deserve him. And I'm not making this up. That was all noted in my phone and my iPad on December 28th. 2018, four months before my daughter was born. And these are just incidents that I'm pulling off the top of my head. Do you know how trapped I felt? Who was this crazy ass MF I let live with me? Who did I let help conceive a child that was growing inside of me? Man, that night that he came home and told me that he should have slept with three different girls at the party that night, do you know Do you know what my pregnant brain wanted to do to him? He should be so glad that I only threw a laundry basket across the room. Then he proceeded to yell at me and ask me if I wanted him to leave. Oh, and then his mom had the nerve to tell me that I was crazy. Girl, look at the man that you raised. He's not a man. He's a child. And he treated me or treats me the same way that his father used to treat you. Yikes. After my daughter was born, he was intoxicated, passed out most of the time, and I really hoped something in his brain would click. He fell asleep on the couch with my daughter one time on his shift, and that was the last time I raised my voice at him. I didn't want her to ever remember me being that angry with someone or losing my control of my own emotions like that, especially towards him. And I didn't want her to know that he had that much control over my emotions like that anymore, ever again. So that was the last time. To this day, and it's been, geez, over 18 months now, or around 18 months. That night, my daughter could have died from SIDS. All the times that he fell asleep on the couch with her after he had been drinking, and that was one time that I caught him. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I just knew something was wrong. Moms, you know. You know when something's wrong. And you might think that I'm exaggerating about the drinking, but when you drink two six-packs of Elysian IPAs a night regularly, that's like 12% ABV beers. That's not normal. And if it was like domestic beer, you better believe that he would be slamming like a 24-rack, and I'd had it. I tried to leave so many times. I tried so many more times to kick him out, but my heartstrings, they were just... Ugh, my heartstrings. I felt so sorry for this guy. And now he is the father of my child. And I just want and I just wanted better for him. I just thought that we would get better. He simply didn't want it. He did not want this relationship to work. He did not want to change. He did not want to be a full-time parent. Or maybe he did, but wasn't ready to put in the work. Even today, We still struggle with the same things we used to. You should know that he never put his hands on me, but the amount of verbal, emotional, and financial abuse that he exerted onto me and my life, he might as well have. Here's an example of the type of control he had over me, or thought he had over me. One time, 
he got a flat tire overnight, and the next day he was talking to his friend or work partner, whatever you want to call him, about what happened. On speakerphone, pregnant Sierra overhears his friend say, Sierra's crazy ass probably did it. Then my partner blatantly agrees with him that it was probably me who slashed his tires. And the best part, he hangs up the phone and then asks me if he can use my car for work that day. Um, hell no, you can't. You just told your friend that it was probably me, like that I'm the reason that your tire is flat, and then you let them disrespect me, and then you have the nerve to ask me for my car right after I heard you? You got me messed up, bud. Oh, wait, what about the time we got into an argument when I was trying to work things out? And he yelled at me to go to my room like I was a child, then took my keys away from me so I couldn't leave to get away from him. So I ended up jumping the fence and walking around my neighborhood, mumbling to myself like a crazy person because yet again, I let him get in my head. And lastly, that one time that he was painting the upstairs of the house and knocked an entire paint can down the stairs and then blamed me for it, after I spoke up and said, if he hadn't been drinking all day, that wouldn't have happened. And then I got yelled at for the next 20 minutes while I tried to help clean it up, crying the entire time. There's still paint spill remnants, by the way. And if you'd like to help me make some type of artwork to cover it up so I can stop having flashbacks every time I come up the stairs, just let me know. By the way, I'm not perfect either. To hear more of my crazy stories about how I actually reacted to the way this guy treated me, you have to check out my book. You already know that I'm crazy. Plus, I was raised by a single mother. I kind of know how to not take shit from anyone. It's not like I just let him walk all over me all the time or the entire time that we were together. I was able to stand up for myself a few times. But the problem is that I still stayed instead of standing up and walking away. I just wanted to prove that I was loyal. And unfortunately, it was the wrong damn one. This is my side of the story. It's not pretty. It has changed me into someone I never thought I'd be. I still luckily have my heart. If anything, I love harder than I ever have before. However, I now have a hard time letting people get close to me. And hopefully these are things that will change over time. But this is why I'm here with you sharing because it's a part of my healing process. And maybe... It'll help you in some way or another, too. Everything I've experienced happened for a reason. I look at life so differently now. And most importantly, my ex brought me to God. I'm not super religious or anything, but that is one thing I'm severely grateful for. I never had this type of connection, and I feel so much safer now than I ever have before. Next week, I'll share with you the spiritual aspect of all of this, if you're interested, of course. As always... Stop letting them unravel you because only you can unravel yourself. I'll talk to you next week.